Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, now I'm freaking out over the end of this Lions-Bucks game as we get to a Bob showdown. Uh, the Lions were making mistakes, too, by snapping the ball with 17 seconds left on the play clock. Yeah. They could have forced a punt with, like, 38 seconds left or a field goal attempt. Or run it down to 20 seconds, take a delay of the game even if it needed, just whatever. Just do not let 17 seconds remain on the clock so you had 30-some seconds left. It's unbelievable that that happened, It would Bob. have forced a punt – it would have forced um, a field goal attempt. It would have forced something other than what happened. And the guy that I, the story I'm reading suggests that neither Campbell nor Bowles knew they had timeouts left. Bowles had a timeout given back to him earlier in the quarter. If you there remember. was a penalty, right? This guy's suggesting he may not have known, and he also thinks that Campbell didn't know that Campbell had a timeout left. <laughs> this is crazy. And I was watching it. I, I thought it in the back of my mind a little bit curious. And he, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I wonder if you guys agree. They do a terrible job on football broadcasts of doing the math for us. They should have a specialist in the booth saying, if yeah. they run down the clock here, your team will have 12 seconds left or 15 seconds left. They never do that for us at the yeah. ends of it's, games. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to do it, but you should do it to make it, it, it simple need, for it, people to understand what is going on here. It's the only thing that matters. Yeah, and, and especially when you get to the two-minute warning and beyond. That's when all of that matters. How right. much time? You know, the other thing, I'm a huge Chris Collinsworth fan. I think he's great. So do I. Yeah. I know a lot of people here hate him. They think he's anti-Steelers. My wife which, doesn't like his voice. Which she I likes think, mine, which is crazy. Huh? <laughs> She fell in love with you, Joe. Except when you she talk. Loves everything she, about she you. She doesn't like it when you talk. Squash. But that's okay. Um, I didn't understand his explanation on going for two when you're down. I didn't understand when that When you're either. down eight points. Makes I no what is sense. he talking about? I, I, he made no sense there to What me. does it do to make know. a 25? And I, I love the guy. You still Why do need, coaches do that? You're going to delay the delay the two points in that situation. Get to one touchdown, seven points. If you want to go for the win at the end, you have the option. If not... Now you're forced to, you know, if you miss that one, which they did, even if they scored, they may not have won, which is not what you want, right? You don't want to score and not have a chance to go to overtime at the very least. And he erased that from their I don't understand the logic. His, his I don't logic, understand Collinsworth's explanation. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Collinsworth's logic was, well, extra points aren't gimmies anymore, so you factor that in, factor this in, and the right thing to do is go for it. Okay. All right then why not go for it after every touchdown? Yeah, if, I mean, if you're going to be worried about a 35-yard extra point, then just don't even bring it into play. Plus, Buffalo would have kicked it had been wide right. So, right. Mm. <laughs> you know what I loved about the weekend before we get to your showdown, Bob? We're running out of time for the showdown here. <laughs> Was the kick return and the punt return were back in the game. Every game I watched, you had the Packers. Steven Sims, Steven a former Steeler. I remember return. here, when he was here, I don't think he got a legitimate chance. The Ravens had a huge kick return at the beginning of the second half that put them in business. That's the one of the most exciting plays in football. Keep that in the game. Yep. 
If anything, they should make it easier to return kicks, not harder. And I think they should also move back where you kick from. And, and so every kick goes into the end zone to start, you know. That's uh, what I, I mean. Let's have more of this. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe that it's safety. That it's, everything's in, in in safety. But in the end, there's still it's still it's a dangerous sport. No it matter was, uh, what not, you do. Not yesterday, the week before. Didn't Steven Nelson run an interception? Yeah, 82 too? yards. Steven Nelson. Yeah. There were a lot of ex-Steelers making plays yesterday. Ray Ray McLeod's yeah, on the, the 49ers, yes, right? He, he may is. get a ring. But how did, I how didn't about Mallette? Mallette made some good plays did, for did Baltimore. Did Bob Spillane do anything yesterday? I didn't notice didn't he, him. Is he still there? I don't know. No. he's Isn't he with the Raiders? I think so, yeah. Why Spillane am I thinking Detroit? Who's with Detroit? Cam Sutton. You're saying Cam, Cam Sutton. Sutton. Oh. Cam Sutton was involved in a couple plays. Yeah, he let Got one. beat a couple times. You know who else is on Detroit? Tyler Matakevich, right? No. Is he? No. Where's Matakevich? He's Alu Alu. Tyson Alu Alu, right. He's on Where's Matakevich? He signed with somebody. He's still playing. Yeah, he's uh, – I forget remember. who, but it's not them. I'm sorry, Bob, for interrupting your show. Uh, let's get started with the show. Now. We got to go to a break here. Go ahead with the music. We'll keep going for a long time here. You know that, Nelly. You got the music for this? You had it before. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, Bob. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is not Wheel of Ball, although it started that way. Instead, it's I turning did a into Wheel a of showdown. Ball on Thursday. I heard you with had Maddie. Bullsey you had Maddie back. All right, we're Bullsey here with a showdown. Right it's Ron Cook against Joe Starkey, and here we go. We're going to mix it up a little bit. We're going to start with the Pittsburgh Penguins, who gave up a two nothing lead in Vegas. Now you can say that it's only game number 44 of the season, whatever, but they're in the second half of the season. This was a Vegas team that was beat up. They had a lot of their main stars not playing. The Penguins had four days off in advance. They had a 2 nothing lead. Ron, how do they continually do this? Now, I, there are some days where they play a good 60-minute game. We saw it in Seattle when they beat the Kraken. Very rarely. But this has become a big problem. Explain why and who's to blame. Uh, is it possible they're just not good? I think that's a real possibility that they're not that good. The power play stinks. The bottom six stink. Three on three and overtime stink. Um, they're. I think they're going to struggle to make the playoffs. I know they're only five points back, but with the loser points and jumping over teams, this one felt like a real bad loss to me on me Saturday because you're up two nothing in the third. Um, I just don't think they're really good, Joe. I actually think. That they've been playing better for a while now. They're what are they? Ten four and three. Ten, ten four, four three. and three in the last seven. And they still are not in the playoffs. You look at their goal differential, which to me now at this point in the season is meaningful. It's by far the best of the non-playoff teams, and it's better than half the playoff teams that are already in there. It's better than it's better than the Flyers. It's better than the Leafs. You look at all their advanced numbers; they carry the play. What they're depending on. And what what their whole season rides on is can there is star power, and star power should show itself in two areas: the power play and three on three. I'm leaving this at the stars' feet right now. If they don't perform in those areas, then they're not going to make the playoffs. Well, you could put it at the stars' feet. What about the coach's feet? He yeah, continually the coach too. brings out the same five to start. And exactly to be Eric Carlson shouldn't be on the top. Power play unit. He's proven to me that he can't figure this out with this group. Chris Letang has a better chance of doing it. I'd take him off. Well, and honestly, I would take Evgeny Malkin off. You know what? Put uh, Jeff Carter on. Malkin has one power play Malkin goal all year. He one. hasn't been good. He and looks like he's lost a step. He had step that drive to or flyby the other day on the on the goal for Vegas. I agree with that. Um, we give the other Mike a lot Carlson, of heat. Carlson, though, is uh, 
you know, if you looked at his numbers, he had 101 points last year. Not very many on the power play, though. He was better five on five than on the power. He play. is not. Would you agree? He's not I, I been he's what been you thought he would me. be for no. this team. Disappointing he, to me. He's never really been. Certainly not a goal scorer on the power play. More of a setup guy, but never really like a magician on the power play. And yeah, slightly disappointing. But what I was saying is, the other Mike in town gets a lot more attention because people care about the Steelers way more for one. But this Mike is starting to starting to put up a, a streak of his own here where they do absolutely nothing. Either they get there and lose right away, or last year, not even get there. Which leads to this question, Ron. Would you at all consider making a bench change? And I bring this up only because there have been two so far this year. The Oilers started 3-9. and nine. They fired Woodcroft. They go to... Uh, haven't lost since, have they? They've basically. won 13 in a row. And I, you know, you can argue whether or not that's the reason, but it certainly set a spark. And now the Islanders have fired Lane Lambert. They bring in Patrick, Patrick Waugh, and they won their first game. Not that that means anything. I'm not ready to do that yet, but do, do you think, because the Penguins have done it before, and they've benefited fr- from it before, have we gotten to that point, or is it too soon to say I think that? it's still a little too soon, but if they miss the playoffs that this again this year, I think the seat really gets hot and should get hot. I'm not ready to make I, a change. I would say should get I'm hot. Not, I'm not ready to make a change now. I would say it should get hot, but it, I don't think it will get hot. I almost think it is like the, the Sully and Tomlin situations are very similar, mm-hmm. I think. I, I think he's going to be the coach here for a long, long time, no matter what. All right. Even even though, how many years has it been? He's had more five, recent success. Five years. Four, four out in the first round and then last year not making it. Yeah. Now, this he's, had, he's had more years. recent success than Tomlin with championships by about – what, five, six years more recently. Well, but Tomlin hasn't won a playoff game in seven years. This guy's won two cups in seven years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's had oh. more Plus, championship they've gotten into the playoffs. They recently. just haven't, haven't won. But to me, uh, the bottom line is they made a commitment to this current group to try to win one more before they're all you know pretty much wrapped up in their career. That puts a lot of emphasis on Kyle Dubas. And this is the next question. Kyle Dubas came in here and vowed to keep this team together and add to it, not subtract from it, so that they had a chance to maximize star power what's left of these guys. So, he signed Rust, he signed Raquel, he brought in Carlson. He didn't sign Gensel, could have, didn't. Now, Gensel's in a position where he could walk at the end of this year if he wanted to in free agency. So, does does Kyle Dubas, in the name of keeping this team together for one more shot at winning a championship, bring him back, sign him to whatever he wants? How do you think that's going to play off? Uh, I think, I think it depends where they are at the trade deadline. If they look like, yeah, but that goes against what he well, what he did. Well, I understand that, but I, I mean, you're going to pay him more than you're going to pay Sid. Yeah, yeah you're going to have to. You're going to pay him Nylander money. I mean, eleven uh, eleven million. Nylander had know. is a little different, but yeah, it's similar. They have. I get well, it. Well, in his case, he probably thinks they're similar. You're going to pay the Toronto guy $11 million, Why not me? Raquel got a deal that I don't think I would have given. Now, weren't these deals all by the previous regime? I, I thought Raquel I thought they was sell, uh, Then they signed they Russ, were, Raquel. No, all I, of those were the previous guys, I, I right? thought Raquel just agreed, didn't he? This year, I, don't, I, I have to refresh my, my – my point is they all got big deals. So, Joe, what would you do in Jake? Let's say Jake says, and Jake may say, I'm comfortable. I like it here. I'll play for, you give me a $2 million a year raise. That takes me up to $8 million. It doesn't infringe Crosby, 
but it's close. But how about if he doesn't? How about if he says, and you still can do it because the cap's going up and they'll get rid of people. Uh, how about if he wants $10 million a year? No. No. He, He's Sid, a 40 Sid goal took scorer. a discount. Malkin has taken discounts. How about if he doesn't want to take one? Then no. So you trade him. Then I make a hockey trade and I get a different kind of player in here. I'm not really interested in draft picks or prospects right now. I'm interested in winning now. So, so I, your I focus would, I would remains the same. Good... You would want to win now, but do it without securing draft picks, which are the most logical things that happen in a trade like this. But you want current players. Yeah, I would like a Neil Hornquist type trade then. If I'm convinced that I'm not going to sign Gensel, I'm either going to let him walk or try to make a hockey trade. I'm not paying him $10 million a year. Let me ask Sid, you. In some ways, Sid is close? still the highest paid player, by the you're... way, because the Sharks pick up money on Carlson's contract. I understand every year. that. Let but me how... ask you this, Joe. Yeah. Okay. Um, how much does Sid's input matter on this? Sid loves him. Yeah. He's probably the greatest closer that Sid's ever played with. Yeah. If Sid says, I want him, how much does that weigh in? Haven't they given Sid enough at this point? I know. They signed all his guys to, to grow old this with. Is one if, more if this of his guy guys. wants $10 million a year, I, I, I do I do take obvious. Look at Jason Kelsey up there. <laughs> look at that gut. Of course, his opinion matters, but I can't have him making every decision for my no, hockey franchise, whether it's Sullivan or whether it's Gensel. And they've gotten rid of people that Sid liked a lot before. It won't be the first time they got rid of somebody that Sid loved. And if you get a different kind of player, but a real player back, then you just you learn to live with All it. All right, let me revise the question. They are in the last playoff spot at the trade deadline. Yeah. Currently in, but not, not secure. Not secure. Does your thinking change? And would you let him just play out the season knowing that you could lose him for not much? Yes. If the alternative is what? Trading him at the deadline. Trading him at the deadline, even though you're you're for, for draft picks or prospects, then I'm I'm keeping him. This you you can't live in both worlds. You just can't. As long as you have Crosby, you're trying and Malkin and Latet, you're trying to win now. You you can't be trading highly productive players for draft picks and prospects and live in the world of trying to win now. I you got agree? You. Yeah, I do. And I think it's going to be something that we watch very closely here moving forward. All right. Pitt wins at Duke. Now, they've only played there a handful of times since 1979, but they haven't won there since 1979. Blake Henson was a dagger. Uh, dynamite from outside, I think, seven for seven from three. Uh, then, at the end of this game, he jumps on a scoring table, not unlike, uh, who was it? K- um, Khalid Alamine. Khalid Alamine. That was when at he the did old field house. At the field house. My point is, Pitt was one in five in conference play. Should he have done that? Absolutely. Are you kidding, Bob? No, I'm not kidding. They I'm asking the question. Yes. Jump and on they, the table. You know, that is one of the places I've never been at. Me neither. Cameron. But they tell me the crowd is just so brutal on visiting players. He took it the whole game, and, and he jumped up and responded. I, I don't know that I would have done it, but I, I wasn't really offended by it. Now, did they pelt him with stuff? I was at the game A in A couple of certain fingers were raised toward him and Ca- some Connecticut, yelling. Yeah. Alamine, I think that, that was like Ralph Willard's downfall. Pitt blew like a seven-point lead in the last 30 seconds. Right. And Alameen, and he jumps on the scoring table right down from me, and they're pelting him with cups well, and garbage. I remember garbage. that. They were throwing And, and that's when afterwards Calhoun said, they need a new building. This place is a dump. <laughs> I'll never forget him saying that. Um, I, I, I didn't really I, – I didn't care for it, but I understand it, and I'm not offended by it.
Did it look to you? What were him and Capel talking about? Looked to me like Capel said, "Hey, come on. Do you really?" It looked that way to me. Like he was trying to tell him, "You don't need to respond that yeah, way." Yeah, it's hard to interpret what was said there. Just beat him and get out of here. But didn't it look like Henson was trying to plead his case? Like I, it know. looked that way. Yeah. Yes, I'm surprised nobody asked. I don't Did think Capel didn't about get asked about it. I don't think so. I'm not positive so either, about that. But. but Bob, it's his last year. Last time he'll ever be in that in that arena. It's kind of harmless, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, then, I'm just know, asking what, because it's – Their star it's, player moaned about it afterwards. Filipowski. You know, yeah, you don't want to be beaten by yeah, – Yeah. Oh, he said it was classless and we'll remember and all this kind of stuff. You know, you don't want to be beaten by – That's what makes a good rivalry. You, you don't need want, stuff like you this, You don't want right? to be beaten by a one-in-five team. Don't lose the damn game. I you know? want people who want to do that, who actually do it. Those are the kind of guys I want on my team. And what Pitt desperately needs. They're still trying to make themselves relevant, relevant again. Relevant, right. They got there last year, but it, was that just going to be a brief little yeah. stint? Now, what was harmful in terms of crowd player interaction? You see Caitlin Clark? I did see that. that. I, thought that was, I, I, I thought that was a little bit of a flop, though. I thought that had a little bit of floppiness to it. Oh, I thought she got what? run over. I don't think flop. run over. I think if you slow it down She's a little. She's not trying to little, take a charge no, after I know the that. game. I mean, it happened, and it shouldn't have happened. But it was an accident. I, I I'm sure like, it was accidental, but it, I don't know that she – it looked like a little floppy. I, I thought she got drilled. So myself. do I. I don't like – I don't like fan – drilled. She got well, – they said first she knocked all, I, the wind I would out agree, of her. I would agree with you. The fans sh- – that whole thing's I an ugly like scenario. I don't like it. I don't like it. Because a lot of those people are trying just – and as she was doing, she didn't deserve it. And she was going to the locker room. And I think the right. Iowa coach said, my players ought to be able to get off of the yes, court without and, and getting I hurt. Totally, has said that, too. Sure. You know, you want to celebrate, just let my players get off the court. Yeah. The problem is they're like just stampeding the court every which angle. So there's going to be collisions. Just and it hold them up for, for, first of all, forget about the postgame handshake. That right. would be helpful in this. Get off the court. And well, then just and then let him on. Did you see the post game handshake with Pitt and Duke? It got a little. I I, I can did tell. Did you see the post game handshake? Who was it? Who was it who yelled at the other team? They were disrespectful. Oh 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 yeah, that was um Texas Texas. Texas. But he went well, through the, the entire. Down, right? I thought someone was going to punch him because he was he was saying, "That's classless. Yeah, That's you it's, don't do that. You blank. don't do that." Yeah. yeah, every single guy he went to. Another reason why the post game hand. If the coaches can't get through the post game handshake without issues. Then what are we doing here? I agree. I think it's stupid. Get yeah. rid of that stupid, crap. Stupid, stupid. All right. Are we have time for one more question? Yes. We I, do, know we're I have a few more, but I want to get this in because it's a golf related question, not what I'm you gonna think. Check out no, 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 wait, wait, I'm wait. Check out. Just stop and listen. You Nick two Dunlap. Guys are in your we own haven't world. given this story enough due. It's the first amateur in thirty three oh years to win. No, wait, wait, wait. Here's the question. He's an amateur, which meant he did not get the prize money of one point five million dollars. That went to Christian Bazutenhout, who is the runner up. Oh, Christian needs the money. He does. But because he's an amateur, he has a chance to move on. He he gets exemptions into here here's this question. Should he remain in an amateur role or go pro? Right now. Because if you if you become a pro, some of that eligibility stuff goes away. What's the downside to becoming a pro? Well, exemptions to all of these things, I believe. I gotta double check this. I th- I thought I saw somewhere where if he could he could forfeit some of the ex- exemptions he gets for being an amateur in oh, the majors. Okay. okay. I'm taking the money, of course. I just lost Well he can't take the money. If he turns pro he can. If he Yeah. 
in the future, yes. I'm just yeah. glad I'm, Christian got the money myself. I'm going pro. Now, you don't like Bob, him? Bob, I can't believe you, t- you thought Caitlin Clark took a flop just at the like end of that. Oh, she got drilled. <laughs> what is going on here, Ron? What do you mean? Like she tried well, to take I mean, a charge on someone stampeding well, into her from the side? I just said it side? looked that way to me. I don't like it. I didn't like what happened there, but that's just now, what I I know take. as of at least a couple years ago, Pitt has never, the Oakland Zoo has never come out on the floor. Did they do it last year at all when that kid hit that shot at the end? Um, I don't know. I got to find that out. Which game was that? The kid that off the bench made the shot, and then he had his 15 minutes of fame. Have they ever charged the court uh, at Pitt? I don't, rem- I I don't remember I don't, that. I don't think so. And I but it might have changed. That. It I might admire have changed. that. Yeah. They have a very passionate. Did West Virginia do it this week when they beat Kansas? I didn't Probably. see the end of that Probably. game. Probably. But that's a big upset. Kansas is number three in the country, and they went down there and, and, and lost to West Virginia. Josh which was Allen not, threw that ball 65 yards in the That air. concludes right today's showdown. He dropped it. It was right, right in his hand. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us here on 93.7 The Fan. We have a Charlie update coming up and more reads. Joe's going to tell you about them right now. Thank you, Bob. Very kindly. Yeah, that was right in his hands. You had fan, to ruin it by talking golf. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. We're going to talk Bob Nutting next. He had some very interesting things to say to Jason Mackey that probably won't sit well. Maybe it will, but I don't think it will. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say, there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And listen to Cook and Joe every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's Card of the Week from the Baseball Card Castle and Cranberry Contest run every Wednesday through Friday at noon at 937thefan.com contesting page. Joe, I want to talk about my Geico insurance man, Tim Hester, and tell you why he should be your Geico insurance man. Well, how about this reason? Tim's the best at what he does. You need any kind of insurance. I don't care. Home, auto. I have my auto insurance. My daughter's had her automobile insurance with Tim for years. But bicycle, renters, boaters, any kind of insurance, the only person to call is Tim Hester of Geico. I've known him for decades. have nothing but great respect for him. He's a people person a problem solver, write his number down so you have it handy, 412-364-7170. Let me give that to you again, 412-364-7170. That's Tim Hester of GEICO. Again, the greatest endorsement I can give him is to tell you he's my insurance man and has been for decades right now. The number again, let me give it to you so you have it handy, Tim Hester of GEICO. 412-364-7170. Tim has been sponsoring our What's Cooking segment at the end of the show basically since we started almost 14 years ago. And you hear me say, thank you, Mr. Hester. Well, I'll tell you, you sign on with Tim Hester of GEICO, you too will be saying, thank you, Mr. Hester. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bob, I would like to make a very public and heartfelt apology to you. The more that I look at this, and I had just seen it from above and saw her walking off, this was a flop on Caitlin Clark. In fact, 
in some ways it looked like she initiated the contact as as mm-hmm. this woman tried to get away from her on her the woman had her phone up and was running onto the court to join the celebration and it looked like Clark initiated the contact to me and then I wonder if she thought oh my god this could be bad for me and sort of in the in that second there just w- like did a pirouette with her arms up flop. in the air. That's the first sign of a flop. Arms flopping. LeBron James mastered it. She copied it. Ron, I'm rethinking this upon watching the video. Yeah. I think she flopped. I did too. I, it wasn't as as bad as I thought. It doesn't change my opinion that fans don't belong on the floor. No, that's two separate topics. They're two separate topics. After watching the video you so showed me a lot closer. Uh, I don't think it, it is two separate it, topics. It looks like a flop. Yeah, I, I think the topics are very much related because what you're doing is you're interjecting uh, a bunch of people, probably with a ton of alcohol involved, by the way, but anyways, fans, um, onto a court where two seconds ago you had the emotions of an athletic contest that are still very much there. So I don't know what Caitlin Clark was feeling at that moment. Probably like, get these people away from me, or I'm, you know, ticked because we lost the game. Whatever it might be, when you mix the two, it can it can lead to bad results. It has on multiple occasions in the past. By the way, mm-hmm. there have been incidents out of this. So what it does, it, it it creates a a potentially dangerous cocktail there. It does. But when I say two separate things, number one, I agree there should be none of that. But number two, she flopped. That's the second part of it. Right, but so. if nobody's out there on the court, then she doesn't have to make any decisions either and way. And the point of the coach from Iowa saying my players should be able to get off the court safely is a good it's one. True. It's you true. Know, and I, I, I got a text from Rick Gratisek, you know, Rick, yeah. a longtime Pitt guy, yeah. saying that the Oakland Zoo has never ch- rushed the court at Pitt. I give those kids a lot of credit for that. It's unbelievable to watch this thing with what she did because – from above, it looks like she was the victim here. I don't think she, she was. She sold it. If she that was hockey, it. it would be two minutes each way, but there would be embellishment <laughs> penalty. It would be two minutes. Roughing for, and embellishing. Yeah, roughing and then embellishing, which tells – I often wonder about hockey. When they give those simultaneously, you're doing the person who did the the flopping the uh, a way out. There should be no coincidental minors when embellishing is involved. If you embellish, there is no penalty. I don't agree with that. If you embellish, you embellish. It should be the only penalty. Diving. Joe, you're a wizard on the computer over there. Did you check? Can you check out that West Virginia rush the court after Kansas on Saturday? We'll have our friend Nelly uh, check that one, whether West Virginia rushed the court. Yeah, I'm guessing they did. Bob was right. Don't ever let it be Uh, said that this wasn't said on that show, Bob. You were right. And I will echo that same comment. Mulsey came in, and that was his opinion as well, right? Did you see that, Oh, yeah, he I asked him, I said, was that a flop? He said, absolutely a flop. And that's what made you say, what are you guys watching? I know. I thought I was right. <laughs> I was wrong. You were right. Those are the first time in the history of this show that Joe has said, actually, I if was you, wrong. If you, if you look at this, she, Caitlin Clark too. was the one who pushed that person. If you look at it even now closer. Now he's dragging, Ron. No, I'm not. Yes, he is. Look, you tell me what you see there. I know. I just looked at it a hundred times. You don't think? There is arm extension there. Arm also, extension. She pushed her, and then she well, flopped. Well, she's protecting herself. Uh, I think she was saying, get out of my way. 
Well, probably she, and she and she has every right I to understand do that. that. Whether it's during the game or after the game, fans should never be in that close of contact with athletes. I agree. Ever, ever, I ever, agree. Ever, ever. And you know what? And then you're going to see, and it's happened occasionally. Somebody's rushing; they get pushed. What? What if you're a, a player you and you punch a fan? On. You punch a fan, and I think you have every right to do that to protect yourself. Yet the the player will take all kind of crap. Well, I wouldn't punch anyone unless someone punched me first. I wouldn't do it as a... Well, you know what I mean. Right. Shove, get out of my way, well, knock them down. That's why security has to be in place, and, and there should be And, there should be, there should and be I know there's sort punishment of, from the conferences, so right. to speak. I don't know. But I don't, I'm not a big court rusher person anyway. I, don't, I never was, never will be. You don't need to do it. You can, you can throw confetti in the face. You can do a lot of things. You don't have to rush the court. I agree. West Virginia fans did indeed rush the court I figured at the that. end of that win. Did Lamar Jackson sell you uh, with what he did the other day? You a full, true believer in Lamar? I am. You guys? Yes. Uh, Not yeah. just because of the other day, mind no, you. No, the whole season. Every time he's been up against the top-notch competition, he's been the person who has emerged as the better quarterback. Ron? Yes, but not on Mahomes' level. Maybe not on Burrow's level. Not quite to that extent. But Here's He wins the Super Bowl? Then I'll change my mind. Here's a question for you guys. Who is more dangerous, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes? Depends on how you define dangerous, I'm Bob. defining it in any way you want to look at it. But Thank you very kindly. Answer the question, Joe. I mean, Mahomes played a perfect— Who would you rather Mahomes face if you're a defense? Lamar. Really? I Lamar. would rather face Lamar. Lamar. I, if I had one game to win my life at stake, I'd want Mahomes as my quarterback. Yeah, and I, if I had one guy I wouldn't want to face in the whole league, it's Mahomes. Lamar might be – he's in the top five of guys I wouldn't want to face. Absolutely, and Josh Allen too. And if you define dangerous as this guy could make, you know, something out of nothing like you wouldn't believe, he's also – you know, he, he could rush for 150 and throw for 300. Yeah, he's got that in him. He's more, quote, dangerous, but I feel like there's a better chance that Mahomes is going to beat me. Me too. Because he beats everybody all the time. Well, he combines a lot of things. He's looking to throw first, not run first at right. times, where I think Lamar does do that. Uh, both very, very good at what they do, though. And in order to stop them, you've got to be disciplined. You, you have to be. You can't let them get away from whatever blitz you bring at them, whatever pressure you get to him. Are you happy for the city of Detroit? Yes. I am. Yes, I'm glad. It's it, it was. We talked about this last week. It's almost like the same vibe that was here when the Pirates and the Reds played in the wild card game. Like a fan base it starving, really yeah. starving this, for attention. This fan, 66 years season ticket holder. Yeah. He got a lot of he was Andy crying. Warhol time over the uh, Did you see now, Aiden Hutchinson now, if you're look Detroit, around? If you're the Lions, don't you have to get that guy to San Francisco for the game? Absolutely. Don't you have yeah, to take him with you to San Francisco? Did you see uh, Hutchinson just stand there and look and like take Second it all, all in? Yeah, because Pretty he cold. was once in those stands and he was once rooting for that team that didn't do anything, and now here he is on the field. Can he play a little bit, Joe? He's pretty good. I think that uh, Jacksonville would like to do that draft over, wouldn't you say? There are a lot of teams would like to do the Detroit draft get over. Him second, the team right? that had the number one pick. Yeah. Detroit got him second, right? Yeah. Yes. And you look at Detroit. Because every team you can sort of relate to the Steelers, and they have clearly benefited from sinking to the bottom of the league, right? Well, they've been down there for a long time. Yeah. 
and they it took managed. this group of management slash coaches to figure out how to draft well and right. trade well and do the things that they needed to do. I don't even think they knew what they were getting in in Jared Goff. Do you guys? Yes, I, I think, do think they do. I yeah, don't know. I think so. I think they had no intention to re-sign him and had no. I thought no, a guy would give him thirty touchdowns and twelve picks. You see what he's done in these playoffs so far? Yeah, he's been really good, and I think they 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 acquired him knowing that he could be that person. He was going to be their quarterback. Stafford, I think it was a money issue, uh, first and foremost. And they also got more things of what they needed. They needed draft capital. They got they sacrificed their best player to get more options so they could be getting better a little sooner than they probably would have been, even with Stafford being there. In these two playoff games, over 70% of his passes, three TDs, no picks, nearly 600 yards. And in the fourth quarter yesterday, he was 11 of 12 for 131. Which leads us to a question that Ron Cook made an interesting column, Ron. How much uh, comments have you gotten about your T.J. Watt column? Because a lot. I mean, a lot. It's similar to what they did with Stafford. Stafford was their best player, and they traded him to get things. You're suggesting potentially they should do I, the same. I suggest they listen. That's all. Yeah. You know, they, They've been seven years and haven't got a playoff win with T.J., and he's great. He should win player of the year again. Defensive. But if I get two first-round picks, I'm at least listening. Hmm. And I don't think it's any chance in hell it would happen, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't listen, Joe. Huh. I would absolutely listen. He's going to be 30. I mean, how long does he continue to play at a Superman level? Well, that's going to be a big question, and that's why it's incumbent upon this team to get an offense that can deliver here in the next two years because you get to the point where you're Cam's you know, Cam's gonna be 35. Gone. I mean, he's I mean, going to be gone. Minka's body has gotten racked up the way he plays over the years, right? He's yep. still a relatively young player. I get it. Ogan Joby's, I don't even know if he's going to be back next year. We don't know what the future holds for Cam. So, yes, and that's a compliment to TJ, by the way, is, is in saying that, I believe that, that he still, although not for much longer, can bring you a king's ransom, right? I, I, that was my feeling when I wrote to column, and, of course, everybody thinks it's stupid. And that's fine. No one said that. Um, well, I've heard it. Not uh, for me. Uh, I, I, I look me at this. I look other at ways, this. I guess, but at least you're not calling you me know, stupid I, I look back. I look back to about 20, I don't know what year it was, 18, 19, even the 20 season. I was one of those who believed that Malkin would be better served being traded. No doubt. And, and I think looking back, they should have done that because they would have advanced what they're trying to do. There are so many other players out there that you could have gotten better position in the draft. Um and, and you know, at times you run your course. They've they've doubled down and tripled down on this group, and so that leads us to where they are now, and, and how you support it with more talent. Well, at the very talent. least, even with the Penguins and Steelers, we're talking about being close to the playoffs or in the playoffs. The other team we're about to talk about, <clears throat> not quite the case. And Bob Nutting had some interesting comments to Jason Mackey. Let's talk about that next on Cook and Joe and Bob, the fifty mark. On the fan, brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. We're also going to be uh, getting back to how all this relates to the Steelers. And I want to ask these fine gentlemen, which quarterback and coach is under the brightest spotlight among these final four NFL teams but when it comes to these playoffs, you've got to win them one game at a time. And when you bet the playoffs on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge, one game can mean a lot of wins. FanDuel, 
America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite bets like the money line and spread plus all sorts of prop bets. So let's take a look at a prop bet this weekend. <clears throat> if Debo Samuel doesn't play, Ayuk, I think, Kittle, right? Looking at those guys, those numbers could be up a little bit. Bottom line is right now, every day there's a playoff game, FanDuel giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back. If your SGP doesn't win, just visit FanDuel.com slash Starkey. If you don't already have an account, 21-plus present in Pennsylvania, minimum three-leg parlay required, refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com. High 35 today. Cloudy throughout the day.